guys, welcome to Artistic State of Mind. I'm Jules and we have Dorcas. Hi. Yes. Um, another another episode, another episode. I was going to say another week, another episode, but we don't do episodes every week. So, no. yeah. Um, but we have a guest in the building. <laughs> shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. I like to shake. Yeah. Um, too much. Okay, yeah, they can't hear me shimmy, but I had to obviously say shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Mm-hmm. We have a guest in the building. Um, I'm going to do an introduction because that's what I like to do. Make sure people know who they are. Actually, in case, be- in case they forgot who they are, yeah. Um, no, obviously <laughs> you've got to do people's credentials. Oh, like this person, like you need to know yeah, who they are. But yes, um, bring in... As, as you know, we like to bring amazing creatives mm-hmm. into the building um, on Artistic State of Mind. And we are happy to have another talented guest. Yes, she's smart. She's just like humbly smiling away. <laughs> just like, come on, hurry up, Juliana, speak up, speak up. Um, she's a writer, actress, singer. Her show, Yvette, has already received five-star reviews and has already won some awards from the Young Hearts Writing Fest Audience Favourite and the East 15 Pulse Award 2017, just to name a few. Um, We've had a quick chat already Mm -hmm. and you sound like you have a beautiful aura. So this episode is going to be great. When it's all ladies in the building, I just know it's going to be fantabulous. (laughs) Um, We have Uriel klein Macongo. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Artistic State of Mind. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Good, 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 good. Good. Um, it's good to have you here. Yeah. Um, I think we set this up quite a while ago. So it's normally when I set up guests to come on the show, it's like the the the, the time goes really slow then all of a sudden it appears to me and i'm like oh we have a guest this week mm-hmm. so um and obviously i've been reading kind of like your press pack about your show yvette so i was just like oh, i can't wait to have her on and, mm-hmm. and the time is here but yeah welcome to asom okay artistic set of mind mm-hmm. um how has your week been dorcas first of all um my week has been good uh i just got out of rehearsal and I was saying to Jules in the car, um, we were devising a piece and we told like our teacher about it because I'm, I'm doing my master's part-time at the moment. And we were telling a teacher about it and he was like, yeah, that's great. But maybe you should change that and we have to perform it in three days. So we're like, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll just get on that. We'll just <laughs> quickly do it's just that. so easy cash. Um, yeah, normal. So we panicked for an hour, but then now it's fine. Mm. So yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing better. I had a similar situation. Actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, go on, go well, on. Well, um, um, we did a week of rehearsal before our mm. Women of the World performance. And so basically I haven't seen the show and like, I haven't done the show in months. And so, like, it was, like, a whole bunch of edits Mm. that were made, (laughs) new additions, like, a new scene, a new song got thrown in there. Wow. So I'm, like, messing with the loop pedal and, like, (laughs) hoping it won't cut out, like, every time. Because sometimes the loop pedal can be temperamental. (laughs) And that happens. Um, It's happened mid-show before. Oh, no. But it's all right. You just uh, get on with it. You know, as an artist, (laughs) you've got to breathe and just carry through. It's so true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so that was pretty much m- like the week of rehearsal I had. That was pretty much my example of that. It was insane. And thank goodness we managed to make it through the two performances. Mm. That, wow. Yeah. But, you know, it might uh, 
well, I think it will be great now. <laughs> I like because I've had you know my little warm up. Yeah. yeah. It's always good to have the warm-up and have all the the panic stuff happen out of the way. So you can get on with the rest of, like, everything and feel like... We've it's had true. we've had our panic moment in the beginning. Mm. Now it's smooth sailing <laughs> towards the end. <laughs> yes, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. But apart from apart from that, how has your week been? Um, it's what been... have you been up to? Well, I have basically I'm doing a course at the Roundhouse. Oh, cool. As well, called On Track. Um, we have a. Uh, we actually have a gig on Wednesday nice. at the Roundhouse, Sackler Space, seven o'clock. Nice. <laughs> Quick <up>. plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, we have called the Night Concrete Roots. We've been creating music every week during a six-week period and wow. ensembling together, learning how to use a, um, learning how to use logic, mm. learning how to write music, how to collaborate together, and all of that. And wow. and that's been an amazing experience because mm. I think without if I hadn't done Yvette, then I wouldn't have known that actually maybe I should revisit music. Mm. And so since I've been revisiting, uh, re- revisiting music, I've discovered that actually I can produce. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to use logic. Nice. Um, I am getting really good at it and I'm very confident as a musician more now um, than ever because I think my first taste of actually putting myself out there musically is in Yvette. Wow. And for people to hear like especially um uh, one of my original songs in the show mm. and be like wow we want to hear that on soundcloud you know wow. i'm like okay let's <laughs> now so, like Let, let's see how we can get that done yeah, exactly. <laughs> so i'm like challenge accepted <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, so, so i've cool. i've that's where my week has been my week has been pre- preparing for my performance on wednesday and mm. getting keeping that going getting mm. that music um, and also kind of feeling more confident as mm. a singer as well and an actor yeah. you know because sometimes when you train in the one thing for a long period like I, I trained I went to drama school at East 15 um, in Debden Shram yeah. <laughs> um, like literally I I it was three years mm. of just acting training acting training mm. and like de- de- devising we created work but we never I don't think I got to tap into music the way I did Yeah, when I made my own show during that whole um, process of making the shows in our third year. Because we got to uh, submit a script and I wrote a script mm-hmm. and they chose five plays in, out of our class of 14. Wow. And um, mine got picked and then I did it at the Davy Festival at E15. And then uh, China Play, my producers, yeah, they saw the show and were oh, like, wow. we want to help this show have a life afterwards so i'm basically learning Mm. and doing at the same time do i have a clue what i'm doing all the time (laughs) no thank you thank you for that honestly um they never teach you these things you go to school Uh, and they really don't like absolutely it's one of those things where you kind of just like you come out on the job yeah it's learning on the job and literally winging it and just like wow i can't believe i did that at the end and think i've but at the same time being equally like proud of yourself Mm. that you didn't kind of give up because Mm. in those things sometimes you know as adults we're kind of like i don't know how to do it it's too hard Mm. or i don't know what i'm doing Mm. 
I'm, I can't do it. I'm just going to give up. Mm. But in those moments, because at the same time you're learning something new and at the same time it's beneficial, you know that at, at some point you're going to be able to use those skills again and mm. use all of those things again that you kind of just push through. And at the end, the light at the end of the tunnel is so much better. It's just like, huh! This was mm, amazing. What was I scared about? I know how to do this now. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things that I completely understand. I think. But they also don't teach you the adult stuff. Like, oh, being an adult taxes. Like, oh, don't <laughs> even get me. What is that? Ugh. Invoices. What is I that? I know. I still, <laughs> luckily, I have a friend who's an accountant. So I'm kind of like, I have my own production company. And I got a letter from HMRC saying, oh, you have to sign, do this. I was like, huh, what? What's this? Mm -hmm. I called my friend. I literally scanned him a picture of the letter. I said, what do I do? He's like, okay, this is what you need to do. I was oh like, I wouldn't have a clue because they don't teach you any, de any of true. these things at all. It's, it's just like they expect everybody to go into nine to five, nine to five jobs and your taxes are sorted that out mm. that way. But they yeah. don't teach you about how to be self-employed, mm. how to do your accounting, how to do your taxes, mm -hmm. how to do your just revenue everything like that they don't tell you how to do those kind of things so mm -hmm. when you do become i guess an adult mm -hmm. and you become self-employed you're just like um let's hope the tax man doesn't you know take all my money from me yeah, because exactly. i forgot to do my taxes this year yeah. you know I what think i mean particularly as a creative as well yeah you are your business yeah so you do have to have a business mind but mm -hmm. if if you don't have that you kind of go in a bit blind and a bit like uh, is my agent or is my producer or is my accountant friend going to sort this out for me? And that's where you get a lot of like, a lot of like people within the industry that mm. come back and say, oh, they owe this amount of people, Ooh, amount gosh, of money to the tax. Good. And you think, how, Sway? But you, <laughs> I understand the reason why, because again, no one, told them. No, no one tells them how to do it. Or for example, they just say to the accountant, do this. Mm. And accountant's probably like, oh, you're bottom to the pile. I've got so many other people. Yeah. And eventually that gets thrown away and then next thing you know you're owing one million to the tax man and you think wow how did that happen mm. but you're so right they need to teach they that need to that teach that huh? it will never be us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be pounding your tax man yes. do my taxes now Wait, now have you done them have you done the taxes <laughs> i'm giving you to the end of the week do them now <laughs> exactly. now but also you've got to bear in mind you've got to but like you're the you have to pay the fee mm. for that accountant yeah and so you have to be like okay now savings let me like <laughs> make sure i have money every year yeah. to pay some guy to do my taxes so mm. that tax man don't chase me because <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so he ain't chasing the accountant <laughs> exactly. Exactly. but yeah waffled uh, on but you know mm. that's a little bit of edumacation for you guys mm. just in case you want you're to really know just throwing in made-up words yes today, because it's we? what i do best thank uh, you okay. it's my podcast I'm kidding. Uh, okay. <laughs> Remember, you said you don't want to do this permanently, so you know. Oh, Jules, come on. You I know. Me on I, I, yeah, I know. I know. I am. You didn't anyway. Even ask. Yes. You yes. Yes. Do we have some questions? No. Have? You're supposed to ask me how my week is. So apparently, Did I you not just say no. How was your week, Jules? Thanks. You're not doing a great job as a co-host. <laughs> Sorry. God damn it! It's my second time. <laughs> Gosh. Um, I'm really well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Great start to the week. It's actually a Monday today, so we're recording a little bit earlier than usual. Um, but great start to the week. I'm currently recovering from a cold. If you can't tell, I'm trying to do this sexy, sultral kind of like, yeah. Okay, it's not working. <laughs> According to Dorcas, it's not working. Um, but I'm just recovering from a cold, which got part... 
the thing is, I've had a cold. I had a cold three weeks ago, recovered from it, and got another cold, like, last week. I don't understand mm. what's going on. Like, apparently people have been getting a double whammy of colds, and it's just like, ugh. You I know, in public transport. Do you? Mm. It's like a hot I also blame the weather. Yes, oh, yes, of course. Because, <laughs> you forgot about that part. Because a lot of us were being, you know, we were healed. You know, there was no cold. It's it was, true. And then it chopped down snow, snow all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. And with that snow came some hella coldness. I like, oh. <laughs> I remember, like, even today, I was literally like, it's really cold. And it's I have so this cold. big puffer jacket on, mm. and I don't understand. But you know what? I'm recovering, thank God. It's if good. anybody knows anything that can make my immune system hella strong, that I'll be combating all these colds and Vitamin stuff. C. I already take vitamin C. Cod liver oil. I already take cod liver oil. All the vitamins. I already take all the vitamins. <laughs> okay, I, don't I mean, else. something more natural. A honey, lemon and ginger, I take that already. But if you know anything else... Hit me up, guys, on the <laughs> socials. Jules Montana 88, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but anyway, moving on swiftly, because I tend to waffle on. Mm-hmm. And Dorcas is not going to help me. Stephen normally tells me, wrap it up, wrap it up, hurry up, yeah. stop talking. That's your job today. Okay, I will. So do it very well. And mm-hmm. um, we have a couple of questions for you. Um, and then we'll kind of dive into the rest of the show and stuff like that. Okay. Um, all of a sudden, my iPad's gone all funny. But... Um, Dorcas, I guess yeah, yeah I, I can take well the first one. Hit it um, off. So I mean, as like an as an actor and a writer, um, how do you determine the stories and the plays that you write? How do you determine that you're going to be in them? Um, to be honest, with this one, um, I I really had no choice to okay. but to be to <laughs> to write something for myself and yeah. be in it mm-hmm. because I went to like my drama school, but it's diverse in some sense but I was mm. like the only brown girl in my year mm. so I had to basically write something for myself because yeah. I knew when when we'd submit these plays that there was not going to be a part written in there for mm. me and if there was one it was probably going to be sassy yeah the maid yep yeah. them kind of like those parts stereotypical mm. stuff anyway I just <laughs> wanted to show that actually there's there's so many more dimensions exactly. to, a, to a black woman mm. or just a woman just a, a human human being. exactly like because yeah. I wish like that that wasn't a thing that I felt at times mm. was like the making of who I needed to be as mm. an artist um when you're in training you just I don't think people realize that because you're so kept in this small bubble mm. that isn't the real world so mm, yeah you know interesting that's really cool yeah, yeah. so with your show event mm. it was your first professional piece coming out of east 15 um since since like first performing it where has the show kind of taken you emotionally mentally and physically um i feel like the the show has taught me a lot about myself mm. um and it's taught me about saying yes to things that you're scared of. Yeah. Um, because I could have easily said, no, I don't want to continue making the show or bringing it out there. But I think saying yes to taking myself out of that com- comfort zone yeah. um, made it that much easier for me to address the issues I had with myself in regards to the story because yeah. uh, it's 
it's not my experience, but it's loosely based on my experience of sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And when you, I think when you go through something like that and it almost haunts your life for a long period of time, it's like, how do you then make more of what's left of your life? How do you, how do you, basically I had to ask myself, how do I want my story to end? Do you want your story to end at this point? Mm. Or do you want your story to continue and have major peaks in it? Mm. And it's like up to me to be like, right, I'm going to pick up the pen and and decide where my journey is going from this point onwards. Because things happen, Mm. but it's about how you get back up from those things. And so I think this play was a step that I took Mm. um, up from that. And also it took, it was a step. I took as a person because mm. I feel way more confident than I ever did before. Wow. Um, and I feel very blessed and empowered to be around strong women mm. um, right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Thanks, girl. laughs> uh, I feel just blessed to just always be, to be surrounded by so many just s- sufficiently like hardworking mm intelligent minds and yeah. it just makes me feel like actually my life is in an okay place yeah um yeah and yeah that's really i think yeah. that's no, that's 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 pretty like that's not pretty that's really really cool and dope yeah. you know to have that mindset because some and you know just saying yes people mm-hmm. don't understand the power in just kind of going for it and saying yes mm-hmm. and i think those are kind of things that i think about in myself as well like i'm always kind of like I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to pluck up the courage. Mm. And sometimes even, obviously, as a writer, it's kind of like when you write that piece or that performance that is loosely based on your life, you think to yourself, okay, whoever I give it to read, how are they going to accept it? Yeah. Mm. At the same time, it's not about them accepting yeah. it. It's about you allowing yourself to to allow that story to come alive i guess into mm-hmm. the world if yeah. that makes sense mm-hmm. and you it's your sense of your release if yeah. that makes sense so no i i, I hear that sometimes and I, I think it's a reminder to me sometimes because yeah. I, I sometimes i sit on stuff and i think especially with stories that i feel are, are needed in the world especially about women mm-hmm. um are so needed um I sit on it and I think to myself, no one's going to like this or no one's going to get this or, oh, if I send this, people might see me as a shit writer. I don't know how to write. Mm. So you kind of make, you turn those thoughts into, and you turn those kind of like ideas into negativity and Mm. you kind of like think to yourself, yeah, it's not, no one's going to get this. And what happens is you sit on, you sit on a gold mine, basically. Yeah, that's true. You sit on a gold mine and you just think it's not one of those things that is needed. And then eventually with time you think, oh, why didn't I do this? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because once you then decide to do it, kind of everyone's just, and people tend to be like, oh, wow, is that really what it is? Oh, that's amazing. How, how come we've never heard of this before? And you think, well, what was I doing five years ago when I was sitting on it? You know? But also it's like, I saw an interview with Shonda Rhimes on YouTube and she says like, um, I think it wasn't an interview. I think it was one of those TED Talks. And she says... She's my inspiration, she, by the way. Yes. <laughs> oh, queen, yes. Queen, queen. yes. Um, but she is literally... She says something like, um, 
she had a year of just saying, saying yes, yes. Mm-hmm. just saying a yes to things like mm. things that scared her saying yes to all yeah. of them and i think that inspired me to be like okay mm. if mm. there's an opportunity that comes and i'm scared of it mm. if there's something in there so i have to say yeah. yes yeah. um and it is a powerful thing <coughs> to just let yourself like do those things do, absolutely yeah. definitely so it's quite go on no i was just gonna say it's so true i mean sort of touching back on what you were saying about drama school um sometimes feeling like a bubble and feeling like you can't really go outside of that but there is a whole you know there's the real world outside of that i think as well when you're being shaped as an artist it's important to remember that being an artist is again an expression of yourself rather mm-hmm. than solely who you are like you were saying and yeah. i think that's so relatable to me as well because sometimes it can feel like you know, the industry, you know, as an actor and a writer, it's quite hard. So you have to be quite obsessive and quite, you mm. know, regimented about it in order to be successful at it. Mm. When rather you just actually have to allow your human experience to come through as truthful as possible and basically enjoy the ride. Like it's not all about allowing other people to tell you how you should do it, but just allowing yourself to do it the best way you can. So. Yeah, I agree completely because... Mm. I mean, once you finally step out of that training environment, you're like, wow, Mm. the world is so different to how it's painted (laughs) to you in drama school. And like, they're like, there is like, there is a certain level of self-discipline, but also there is a, there is a freedom Mm. in like the madness, like of of art art that's being created around you. Like you don't no longer have to stick to the rules. You can break them. Mm. Um, And, I think that's what's insane because I didn't think I'd ever use a loop pedal in my theatre show. Mm. Like, and I feel like what I do with it in the show is very different to what people would expect in to to use a loop pedal for. Yeah. They think it's just for songs and so on. But it's also like part of the scoring of like the show. It's like mm. the sound effects sometimes. Or even it's wow. like the it's like what you would hear the soundscape of the scene. Do you know what I mean? Like what you would hear if you could just shut your eyes and you were there. Mm. Like what other kind of, and I wanted to play with that, with the loop pedal. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's really great. Um, I think, Stalker, you asked the next question. Yeah, absolutely. You kind of talked about um, coming from rehearsal from the WOW Festival. so what what's it like kind of going into the full run of the show from that? What's the difference and things? Um the difference I say I'd say is hmm I think with the audience mm. that was there, it was so supportive. Like yeah. crazy amount of like women. Mm. Yes. Well just, yeah. just just there, like eating up the energy yeah. like, in the most beautiful way you feel like you're yeah I felt a huge amount of support yeah. um, and it was interesting to watch all these uh, parts like I, I think parts of the show work really well with certain audiences mm. I think and I think one of my main concerns doing the show was because there's like some rap some spoken words mm. in the show and I always had this worry that, oh, loads of, there's a lot of middle-class white people who go to the theatre. Yeah. yeah. How are they yeah. going to take all of that? Mm. Talking about um, 
the light skin versus dark skin, they don't know that world really. Mm. Um, so there's like that kind of concept that's involved in the story. Mm. Or the fact that um, like we have some of the funky house uh, skanks that you yeah, used to do back in yeah. the day. Like I reference <laughs> those things like okay. in the show. So do they get that? Mm. Will they enjoy it still? Cause mm. it's not really their world, yeah. you know? Mm. But it's interesting cause Actually, it sat pretty well with yeah. quite a few people. And yeah. I felt like uh, for the first time that the voices, uh, the, the, the voice, my voice in this story is universal. Mm. Um, yeah. And it wasn't, I felt like all the things that I feel, um, like all these things that I often put on my, myself, maybe in my head, but because of like previous situations, yeah. I, of like, oh, um, because I'm a black female, I have to, I have to give them a version of black that they know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I yeah. realized that actually I can give uh, me yeah. and that's enough. <laughs> exactly. I can just give me yeah. and that's enough for them to realize it's a universal like piece of theater. Yeah. With themes that aren't just normal and it's true you know yeah because yeah. ultimately like you said earlier it's a human experience mm-hmm. and the human experience is relatable because it's multi-layered it's those stereotypes that that creates a wall for people to just think oh that's how people are you know rather mm-hmm. than oh okay i can see relation in that person despite the fact that they look a bit different to me or they're from a different place to me like i can relate to something about them you know so yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's really it's really great Cool. So final question before we kind of get on, but then we're always, we're definitely going to come back onto um, the show and we'll get to talk about it a little bit more. In terms of like future work, do you see yourself mostly writing pieces that will be performed by yourself alone? Or are you looking at more of a kind of like a duologue, even like a kind of like a a theatre piece and stuff like that? Mm. Oh, wow. Um, I'm exploring a lot of things. Mm. Mm. I haven't got it down to a T yet, a formula, but I feel like I want to do everything. Mm. So if the opportunity comes and it's a, they want, like, I don't know, I'm being commissioned for a piece and it's a one person show, I'll do it. Yeah. But if it's a five person show, yes, I'll do that too. (laughs) It scares me, but I'll do it. Um, (laughs) um, I'm open to anything at this point. And also I've just been like doing um all these little courses so i'm learning little bits as well because i did the bbc uh writers room Mm. london voices course so i've learned how to write for screen radio Mm. and stuff Mm. um i'm definitely trying i've already tried my hand at a few of those things Mm. written some scenes and stuff but i'm i'm like learning my craft Mm. because writing wasn't really what i thought i'd be doing at all mm. um but now all of a sudden you uriel who got c at uh, english literature <laughs> girl i was there <laughs> i got a c too <laughs> i'm very dyslexic as well me so. too girl you are not the only one <laughs> i mean if you saw the script when i handed it in to my producers like the day before mm. um we did wow there were so many spelling mistakes. There were words missing from sentences. I'm just dyslexic. <laughs> just... I know, ex- I know exactly, exact feeling. You know when you just like with your chest, you think, oh, I'm so proud of this. <laughs> give it to somebody else. They're like, well, it's full of some grammar issues. And you yeah. just kind of think, 
I tried. I really did. <laughs> Honestly, I read this back and it sounded like I was making sense. <laughs> Clearly, I wasn't. Yeah. But no, I, I get what you mean. <laughs> so, literally, that's what... Um, I mean, those kind of... Having uh, a learning difficulty and yeah. doing... Uh, writing basically mm. i'm surprised that i'm actually at that stage where i can do that yeah. so i'm exploring what that is like what i can do um different ways i can bring my voice out there i mean mm. i've been even looking at blogging like i want to maybe blog about some stuff as mm. well but i also want to yeah i want to i want to write plays i want to write screenplays mm. um so i wouldn't mind doing anything really that's gonna open i'm even doing spoken word poetry like just as a, alone yeah. like before it's just in the show i've got spoken word in the show mm. yeah but i'm actually starting to maybe think oh actually maybe i can just write some spoken word and go and perform that somewhere yeah. and, I, and so i'm exploring different um yeah different types of writing yeah oh awesome great the world is your oyster absolutely (laughs) as they say but moving on we this segment is what's the downbeat so we literally talk about theater film tv music news anything that's been going on that we've seen across the week Mm -hmm. and we let y'all know and we kind of discuss it a little bit so quickly first one is amazon could be the next big funder for new playwriting I know that sounds hella strange, right? (laughs) Amazon? Really? How? Sway? But yeah, so basically they have selected, um, they, a selection of international playwrights have been commissioned using a $5 million fund from Amazon audiobook giant Audible to write new plays that will be downloaded on demand. So when you hear that, you think, they're getting somewhere with this actually yeah and that's a lot of money to invest could you imagine and this is not taken away from arts funding here but Mm. can you imagine arts funding doing that it's true there's not enough funding to do that now Mm. but to hear something like that but then it's also a little bit worrying about like because i think about okay if they're going on because let's think about it amazon's a big massive like platform platform Mm, Is it conglomerate? What is the word? Conglomerate. Yes, I think. (laughs) I think. think. Um, So it's like an American word. It's more of an American word. Yeah, but they are American. So oh yeah, well, yeah. They sound like one of those like where there's probably contract upon contract where it ties. So it's like there's not. It's are they commissioning the work for potentially the artist to still own the work or are they commissioning the work for that's the artist to no longer own the work, if that makes yeah, sense? Right. So it's the, that's how I kind of view it. But at the same time, five million is a lot of money. <laughs> so I'll just be like... I think it's an incredibly smart move. Yeah. Like, particularly in the UK where, which is like the home of theatre, basically, in London where, you know, arts funding's been shredded to shreds yeah and you know theaters are shutting down people you know only really either going to the west end or whatever it is and theaters are just not being able to produce the work that they would like to as freely as they might have in the past Mm -hmm. and amazon is going okay so how do we move that forward on the platforms that we already have and i I do think it's brilliant Mm -hmm. but i've never actually thought about it in terms of the playwrights owning their work though that's a whole other like Mm -hmm. 
dangerous territory yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But at the same time, you kind of look at it and you think, actually, this is a great idea. So last month, the digital audio giant Audible announced the first group of writers to receive commissions from its 5 million um, which is £3.6 million pounds theatre fund. Wow. It's yeah. an exciting list of 15 emerging playwrights from around the world. So nine women, six men, including Lauren Gunderson, Ella, Ella um, Nananko, Winker from America, and um, James Fritz and Gary McNair from the UK, just to name a few. Um, the fund was announced last spring using the advisory board of established playwrights, directors and actors, including Annette Being, Benning, Benning, thank you, <laughs> Tom Stoppard and and the New York Public Theatre Artistic Director, Acos, what's Os- that? Oscar Eustace. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's spelled like in a weird way. It is. It's kind of <laughs> like a little bit Russian-y, yeah, Eastern, Eastern European, European. Yeah. Kind of way. <coughs> I'm sorry, coughing on the mic shouldn't really do that. Mm. Um, so yeah, so basically, Audible will produce the plays as an audio drama. So a little bit like what Radio Radio mm. Four, because that's radio the plays, yeah. radio yeah, plays. So absolutely. that still kind of takes place. We still do that. We mm. do that here. Yeah. But they're looking to take it to a point where people can now have it accessible in audio books. Yeah. Um. So I think. That's kind of cool if then if they're gonna do like soundscapes with it. Yeah, that's because true. that's what like radio plays are like. So yeah. you get like all these um if the door shuts they'll have like the sound. Yeah. So it's almost yeah. like Yeah. So like <laughs> that's my like version that. <laughs> of a door closing. <laughs> it sounded like a cat actually. It yeah. did. That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I shouldn't give up my day job. No, please <laughs> we'll not be doing sounds. BBC will not hire you. <laughs> well, I, I think it's a really good idea. Mm. Like, I, I would buy one of these plays mm. or audio playbook things. So, my question is now: since Amazon has jumped on that wave mm. um, with audio um, Audible, do you think Netflix will join? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do we though? I, Will they join the wave? Actually, they're they're kind of trendsetters though. They don't really copy people, mm. so maybe. Yeah, I don't know if they came up with it, but they would have run wild with it. Yeah. But then at the same time, I don't see they have like an like Audible is definitely part of Amazon, so they looked at how potentially they could get mm. um, another kind of another group of like people in through the audible exactly yeah. so that is their way of doing it um i think netflix netflix yeah you're true netflix are seen as trendsetters yeah. so they wouldn't necessarily try and copy that idea if that makes sense mm. but then at the same time was netflix first or was amazon first amazon yeah i, I think amazon so. was because that's why they i think they saw netflix mm. and then they started amazon prime yeah for their That's like, little, you know, you can watch movies on yeah. Amazon and all that stuff. Yeah. So they did that probably to compete yeah, yeah. in that market. Did. I think Amazon is just finding new markets to expand what yeah, they've got. Absolutely. And I think, whereas Netflix already came out as what it is, it is which is yeah. a provider of just Online movies and stuff. Yeah. And now it's good, cool that they're doing originals, which mm. is, so they're more of a production yeah. house. Yeah, as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I wonder if they'll produce music. 
Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, I wonder. Or stream stream music. That's not a thing. But do, I, I I assume that they probably do own music because let's mm. look at the Get Down. Mm. I'm sure they own the oh, music yeah. on that. That's true. Yeah, they did spend a hell of lot of money on that one. Mm. <laughs> so they probably mm. like if we're gonna spend millions and millions of pounds, yeah. give me that music real quick. <laughs> mm. So yeah, I won't be surprised. Mm. Um, it's a multi. I, I feel like it's a multi-billion kind of like. And it's not going away. It's not what, Netflix or Amazon. N- either one of them. But isn't Netflix in debt, or is that something? Yeah, they are in debt. Yeah, they are but in debt. They all in debt. But I think I think maybe they're in debt because they want to be bought. You know, some oh. com- companies who gone by them. So like if Netflix, <laughs> because Netflix Jay-Z don't have enough money to buy Netflix. Oh, okay. No, nah. I Even him and Beyonce don't have enough money to buy Netflix. Right. Remember, they just became billionaires. Are they even billionaires? Yeah, we're not talking about their coins. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're together. And I don't think Beyonce would just want to be handing out money to Netflix and be like, here you go. Do you think Imagine Jay Z was like, yo, babe, we're going to get Netflix. And you'd be like, no. That's my my, um, impersonation of Jay Z and Beyonce. Thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, we'll see how how that goes. Mm. But think about it 3.6 million pounds. And that's how many writers? 15 writers. So imagine that split 15 ways. <laughs> Bloody hell, that's a lot of money. Mm. That is a lot of money. Is it? Is 3. it? 3.6 million divided by 15, let's just say. I kind of want to do it. No, Please. I'll think about it later on. We'll okay. think about it. <laughs> I we'll think that's a lot time. of money to com- commission a play. But then at the same time, it goes down to the fact of how much of the play do you still own then after mm. that, if that makes sense. So you also got to think question. about the engineers that are going to be paid on the project. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That is true. Or yes. Like, or is that a studio se- booking time for mm. it to be... D- I like yeah. to feel like that's a separate money pot. <laughs> that's okay. all part of the same money pot. <laughs> I've literally just divided it and it's 240000 per playwright. Is that, is that a lot? Yeah. That's nearly a quarter of a million. I guess so. That's uh, alright. So technically, they if they wanted to, at most, they could take home fifty k. Okay, yeah. No, that's not for playwrights. Playwrights don't usually get a lot of money. To <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of screenwriters. Like, yeah. it's not the same. It's not, not the same, same platform. Yeah, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. We'll mm. see how that goes. We'll see what the next step for that is. Mm. Um. So yeah. Oh, and apparently they're planning to do um, their similar plans to be yet to be announced in the UK, but it's definitely on Audible's agenda. So they might be doing a UK kind of thing. I kind of think they have to. Um, will you guys be signing up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're getting that two hundred and thirty thousand. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, helps. <laughs> you know, a bit of cash in the pocket. Y'all yeah, better start learning how to be doing some radio drama kind of writing. So, <laughs> mate, I've already started writing my own radio play. Oh, nice. I don't know if it's good, but I've written it anyway. You know, send it to me. Send it to me. I will. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Soho Theatre um, yes. sets to open a thousand-seat venue in Northwest London. Whew. Um. About time. Yes. Because we all know Soho Theatre is one small piece of theatre. But we're Northwest. That's my ends. I'm a Northwest girl. (laughs) Um, So it's it's the Northwest London Cinema. Um, Let me see. Oh, wow. Is that near you? Um, I think that's not far from me. Oh, wow. Um, It 
Oh, God. The site was originally called the Victoria Music Hall, opened in 1887, um, and then it was turned into a cinema. Um, and then in 1950s to 1960s, it was used as film and, and live entertainment and acts, um, such, as, such as the Beatles and whatever, whatever, performed there. Um, I think it was, it was formally operated um, under the Granada Cinema. Mm. And they were going to turn it into a church, but then I don't know what happened. That didn't, it didn't get turned into a church. So now Soho have been um, in talks with Waltham Forest Council and their intention of buying the building for two point six million. Ooh, wow! Um, money. So yeah, they plan. What they plan to do with the building is um, to make it. A 21st century vision of sin variety. Um, so bring in the best of comedy, cabaret, theatre, screenings and special events on st- onto the stage. So that'd be quite interesting. Mm. I feel like Soho Theatre is quite niche anyway. Yeah. It's quite it's kind of like this hipstery, cool kind of theatre place, but at the same time they hold like really cool comedy gigs as well. Mm. Um but I would love to see um what it would be like if they kind of like obviously I'm sh- I assume that they will still keep the keep the the original Soho Theatre. Yeah. But when it comes to maybe they this will be the opportunity for them to ha- bring bigger names and then bring um bigger comedians. Um, because I'm sure they'd like to and get just more space. More space, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, because it's really small. Have you been I'm sure you've been I'm there. on the Soho Writers Lab. No oh, way! I was just about to say about their writers lab. It's yeah. really great because obviously their writers. I know somebody on who's on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm on the Soho Writers Lab at the moment. Mm. So oh, wicked. So I mean, I, I, I'm I'm learning a lot with that mm. course as well, and I just um we even do like socials and mm. we get to see like um shows for discounted prices. God, <laughs> somebody expensive are, to go to the theatre you now. Yes, we all like that. But you know, um, <laughs> it's it. They, they have a lot of good like mm. stuff on all the time like, yeah really good comedy yeah. and they have drag um acts as well mm. and stuff yeah on. i've been to one of them oh what's his name uh, what? oh i forgot his name he's so good he's so good he's such a good time it, his name will come back to me later on in the show <laughs> but yeah he's like he's like um yeah he's like this drag artist um it's not, not dicky bow is it no 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 he's black I don't know if it's a do I say he or a she as a drag artist well maybe it's a she she yeah. Uh, yeah let's say she mm. um but she does these like um kind of like songs Madonna songs and they're just so amazing and we've got everyone singing in the audience I think I've seen her twice already oh, um but yeah um once her name comes back to me I will let you guys know or I'll just tweet it um whatever but yeah so they plan um the renovations plan of the renovations of the site plans to take about three years so don't expect it like in 2019 you're looking (laughs) at 2021 2022 at most but you know who knows maybe you guys' play might be on those those stages filling up filling up with a thousand thousand people (laughs) in the seat 
Anything for that is possible. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I'm out here speaking gospels and stuff. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on. Um, what else has been happening TV-wise, Dorcas? Well, not TV-wise, film-wise. film-wise. Well, the new trailer of the Marvel's Avengers Infinity War was released. Yay. Woo. Sorry, I have to feign excitement. I don't care for it. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was released and it's You really don't care about- for it. I always thought you loved Marvel. <sighs> no. God, if, Why? Steven, if Steven was to hear this. I know, I know. I literally, <laughs> he was like, I watched the trailers out and I was like, no. So I watched it eventually because I wanted to let him know. And he's like, what did you think? And I said, to be honest, it just feels meh. Not like not even, and I love Black Panther, mm-hmm. and not even Black Panther could save it for me. I was just a bit like, oh, this is just another superhero. She's, she's one of those scary. I know, people, I know. Just because it has a very specific formula, mm. and I can see the formula, like it, it doesn't feel very imaginative mm. Mm. outside of it to me. I know it is not to knock any Marvel fans. You know, mm. it's a great mm. film. It's just not my personal preference. Maybe we should talk. <laughs> yeah, you guys can talk about this. Did you love it? Have you seen it? I've lo- I love the trailer. Like, yeah. But my only concern is that um the 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 villains in mm. this aren't that great. Do you know what I mean? Oh, is it the 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 pink guy? What's his the name? The pink again? guy with the thing and there's the crystals. The rings. No. I, was, I was like, wait, wait, okay. I forgot the pink mokanos. I don't know. <laughs> it's something. It is something at nos. Thank you. <laughs> there we are, that sounds like somewhere in Greece. Sorry, <laughs> mikanos. <laughs> Yeah, Thanos. Thanos. Fun, funnily enough, he's my. I like him as a character. I find him very interesting. This is weird. Why, why are you here? No, he's, honestly, he's, he's 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 interesting. He's interesting. Also, wow. I'm just like thinking to myself, what's happened? Like, does mm. Thor still have short hair? Naturally, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, he cut his hair. I was like, no, Ragnarok, like there's yeah. there's nothing like. There's nothing Thor about you anymore because your hair's gone. <laughs> the the wavy, and one of his eyes hair. are gone. Oh, yeah. what? He has no eye. Yeah, because in Just that film, it, yeah, in that film, Ragnarok is it Ragnarok? Ragnarok, yeah. yeah. Ragnarok. So yeah, can we pronounce it? <laughs> Ragnarok. That that was just mm. like okay, you've lost an eye. Now you've cut your hair. I oh, know. I mean, you're like probably one of my favorite like you know heroes to look. He at. might die soon. <laughs> then. Just to look at. All the others are just, <laughs> they're not quite there yet. No, <laughs> I reckon he's gonna die. Mm. I said that. I really way you said that. Who's <laughs> gonna die? But if quiet. he dies, I hope they um um make his death. He, worth he's it. reincarnated in a as a female, a fe- a, a female Thor. Oh my gosh, I would watch that. I'm down for that. Just what I mean. They need me to write on this. I'm yeah. telling you. I can't change everything. To be honest, I don't care for four anyway. So I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know. Their society reacts to that, you know, Mm. that kind of authority in that way. Yeah, no, I'm still not sold. No, (laughs) no, no, no. But do you know what? When I saw the trailer, because I went and I was like, Stephen, the trailer's out. Let's watch it together. He's like, I've seen it already. I was like, bro, can it it hit me up? We'll watch it together. Um, But when I watched it, I'm not going to lie to you. I said, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? No, because I haven't watched Guardian of the Galaxies. Right. You haven't watched any of them? None of them. Because I just, oh, no. See, I'm not a Marvel fan and I've watched most of them. I've watched, I've watched the others. Oh, really? Uh, apart from Captain America. 
Um, but I haven't watched Guardian of the Galaxy. I wasn't really a fan of Captain America. Yeah, see, I don't, yeah, this, this mm. whole, yeah, I didn't really care for it either, but I know apparently I should watch it so I can understand the white, the white soldier. Bucky. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I can understand who he was because mm. when I watched Black Panther and, you know, the trailer after the trailer and mm-hmm. then he comes up. Spoilers. Um, one of the girls in the cinema was like, "Oh my god, my husband!" I was like, "Who is this person?" I was literally like, "I don't know who he is." My husband, you know. She literally like had a fit in the cinema. She's like, "Yes, yes." I was like, "Okay." And then I literally turned to the side. I was like, um, "I was with I was like, "Who's that?" And he's like, "I don't know." I was like, "Wow, okay." I guess we both don't know. So apparently, he's a character in Captain America that's yeah. very. They're like best friends. Okay. And then like something happens and mm. then he turns, he's evil. brainwashed yeah. and he's evil. Mm. Let's not ruin too much of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Actually, if you, say, if you say to me after after we finish, at least I don't have to go and watch it. At least I don't <laughs> that it does help. Yeah, yeah I don't want to like sit there hours. waiting, yeah, three hours having to watch it and be like, oh my God, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, um, that co- it comes out, and they and they also released like a a cool little poster as well with all the characters in it. Yeah, the poster's cool. Yeah, you see all the it's Black cool. Panther people them yeah. in there. Um, and as well, I mean, yeah, according I to, yeah. My question is like, how much of um, like the actual film with mm. the Black Panther have be in. like being, and what, what do you know what I mean? Like, From my knowledge. Thanos. Yes. <laughs> yes. He actually goes, according to Stephen, because he knows all the comic book stuff, mm-hmm. he goes to Wakanda because no. apparently one of the gems that he wants for his ring is there. Oh. So he does, I, I think that there will be a lot of kind of like action scenes in Wakanda. Okay. So don't worry. They got us ready. Oh, I don't want We're going to see Wakanda. Don't worry. It's coming back. Destroy Wakanda. No, they got too much vibranium in there for him to destroy anything. That's, that's true. I'm that's glad good. that you actually remember the name of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking they got too much. They've got a lot of that stuff. I've seen it three times. So <laughs> yeah, I have to know. Yeah, I've seen it far too many times but, yeah, to not know what it is. I mean, according to um, Deadline Hollywood, like the film has already broken advanced ticket sales. <laughs> Becoming the best-selling superhero movie ever in just six hours. I know. What? That's crazy. This the Avengers, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So did it beat Black Panther? Yeah, I'm quite upset no. about that because it's like they couldn't let Black Panther just shine for at least a few months. But I think it did so well because off the backs of Black Panther. That's true. Absolutely. That's yeah. the truth. Because that is true. Everyone was yes. out turning up for Black Panther. Yeah. And, and do you know what? That's one of the things I love the most about this whole, about Black Panther being out because mm. I have never seen just the community of Black people. Yeah. yeah. Just like, yes, we're all going to the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go in African clothing. Exactly. We'll all wear like Kente and Kara, mm. you know, and be about that you know yeah we're not true. going to um try and wait till it comes to dvd no we're gonna support <laughs> we're gonna watch it now because <laughs> we've been wanting this for a long time it's true yeah. it's true but do you aren't there isn't there a moment in black panther mm. that make, made you feel like it was i don't know because i have <laughs> a question about the movie okay, okay. there's some like moments mm. that made me i felt a little bit questionable like oh, absolutely 
Yeah. You could write a dissertation on that film. There's, there's, a, there's a lot. Not in a bad way, but there's it, it talks about a lot of stuff. And yeah. it's, it's very like parallel to the culture we have now mm-hmm. and American, particularly black American history mm. and diaspora history. And it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot in there. I just died when like, when the, um, when the guy's trying to speak and he's like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. every time he's like, you haven't got a voice here. I know, I live for that though. That was such an awkward moment. But I lived for it. I'm not going to lie to you. A moment in my heart was just like, for all the times those slaves <laughs> were in the ships, <laughs> praying and begging to be set free. <laughs> yes. You come to their land. No, that's what I literally just thought in my head. Just mm-hmm. that moment. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. But I, I, I see what you mean. There are some like, there there were some questionable, but like people, a lot of people have views on Killmonger's, um, um, we can't, we can't even get yeah, into that. Like Too his views time. on whether what he did was right because he was trying to better, you know, I guess other blacks outside, other blacks. Other blacks. Yeah, yeah, we know. Uh, what black mean. people um, in Western. Yeah, black, in Western. In yeah, Western so the world. black. Yeah, yeah, so black people in the Western world. <laughs> that was his view but at the same time he wanted to tarnish his homeland i guess so yeah 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 i think i think his intentions were like in that film yeah that's it. his intentions intentions were somewhat good but they weren't at the same time because Mm. it was like an extremist view yeah yes you want them to you want people to stand but like weapons aren't the way to Mm. do it yeah maybe education's the way i Mm. feel like to to have a community of um, of ethnic minorities in general to mm. rise to positions of power and not feel like they are constantly underneath a glass ceiling. It's mm. education. It's our system, our That's education true. system mm. that really is the tool. Mm. But Absolutely. his whether his thing was to let's weaponize the whole thing and then kill people and kill people basically, which was the extremist and which mm. is what. They did it initially, initially mm-hmm. but how did that help? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Every time people say Killmonger, I keep thinking of Grownish. Oh, Blackish. <laughs> Blackish. The kid's got Killmonger hair and legs upside. It's so cute. But yeah, swiftly moving on. Yes. Um, on to other, other like Marvel news as other, well. Yes. Marvel's, like, just, Marvel's just up in this building. Marvel is a universe that conquers the Hollywood movie scene. Let's so, just yeah. say there's some rich people laughing, not laughing, enjoying themselves up in yeah. the Marvel studios, people I guess. It. But yeah. So what's what's been happening with um, Captain Marvel, Jules? Um, so Lashana Lynch, um, <gasps> for those who know her, um, she was in um, Shonda Shonda's um, ABC period drama called Still Starcrossed. Oh um, she's a British actress. I really loved her, but I was so disappointed by that programme. I didn't even know it was out. When I saw this, I was like, what do you mean short-lived? Has oh, it short-lived. has it come and yeah, gone? Yeah, I think it's can I got I think it got cancelled. I knew it, because I was like, where is it? Why it got it- cancelled because to be honest, like this is where I'm gonna be like, I love Shonda. Mm-hmm. But she could have called me. Like, <laughs> I could have helped. Like, I could have helped. Like the concept was genius. Yeah, like, absolutely. Concept was genius. Yeah. The way it was executed was the problem. Yes. Like, oh, it was too Disney, Disney romance. 
I couldn't and agree then, more. Why oh do God, we it's have? Not, it's why? not everyday romance. Uh-huh. Come on, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there was something like, I liked where they were going with the plot line, but we could have got there sooner. And mm. I also feel like the first episode was like, oh, if you don't know the story of Romeo and Juliet, here's like real quick snippets of what happens, <sighs> which was like, oh, that sucks. Like yeah. because you're going off the basis that people don't know the baitest Shakespearean story <laughs> ever yeah. told. True, yeah. So I think that's what it it was, took time for people to engage with the yeah. actual mm. concept of it. Yeah. But as it was, when it started to flow good, it was just, it was too late. It was too late. Absolutely. It was too late. Because they, they lost me before I even got the flow going. I was I'm just like, I tried to, I probably committed to probably about three or four episodes. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, it's not really the, the, Ah, I see what they're doing here, but mm, I don't know. I think if, especially, and I really wanted to love it as well. Mm -hmm. And especially being that, you know, you've got the the main actress, a black British woman. I was so here for it. I was like, yes, 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 yes. I love Lashana Lynch like Mm. with a passion. Like she was, she actually did um, when I did the Young Hearts competition um, at the Lyric Hammersmith. She was one of the actresses who like starred in um, uh, some of the scrap shows and oh, stuff in the competition. Weird. So like, she's just an amazing actress yeah. to like mm. meet um, and talk to. Um, I'm probably hard working. Mm. Like I'm, a, I, I see, I have this thing where I Instagram stalk people who like, <laughs> I really love, like yeah. really inspiring actresses and writers. And I'll like go on her Instagram, she is working out. Now mm. like, I'm like, have I been to the gym once this week? You know? <laughs> but she's there like, I'm working out, I'm about my stuff. And mm-hmm. she's just a very humble person. And you're just like, like your energy. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I was like so excited when you just said Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Now I'm really excited for her next thing in the in her journey, yeah, in her film safe. journey. So she's tapped to replace DeWanda Weiss for the key role in Captain Marvel. Um, so it's been reported that um, obviously the Wonder Wise who is in She's Gotta Have It is mm-hmm. going to be doing season two mm-hmm. of She's Gotta Have It. So um, I think the schedules clash. Um, so um, Lashana Lynch is going to be replacing obviously her. Um, so they don't know who the role is. However, the rumor is is that she will possibly be playing um, superhero. Um, Monica Rambu, um, a superheroine known now known as Spectrum, who once had the name Captain Marvel as well. Ooh. Um, and she will insist, obviously, Larson's Captain Marvel in the film. So mm. it's gonna be quite interesting. So the nineties, the nineties. 1990s the 90s set, set. film God, i'm trying to think does that sound yeah. right um stars brie larson of course as mm. the obviously captain marvel alongside alongside samuel jackson um reprising his role role as nick fury i forget that he's in marvel and then mm. he just shows up. You're like, oh, hey, Sam. He shows <laughs> up like he's like Yoda. And you just think, oh. Mm. You know, he's the Yoda of Marvel. Yeah. So he'll play um, Nick Fury. And then it also will star Jude Law and Gemma Chan. Oh, so my gosh. Jude Law as oh. well. Do you know that's so funny? That's two people who were in the Young Hearts. Like, no, no, Jude Law did the gala at the lyric. He was the oh, wow. actor. 
Um, okay. He acted. He basically he acted with every member of the young company mm. at the lyric for their gala. Oh, and then I and a group of us writers from the Young Hearts got um, asked to write a piece for the gala. Mm-hmm. So I've had my writing acted by Jude Law. Wow. wow! Where was this? By it's the way? on my Instagram. If you see a when picture of me and Jude Law, yeah. When did yeah. this... uh, I think when when did we have the gala? I think it was last year mm. around. November, I'd like to think. Does a writer called Abraham Adeyemi ring yeah. a bell? He was in my class at the other I know house. him. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, this world is way too small, I, I tell you. Um, we actually went to university together. So, oh. yeah, I know him from uni and um, we were part of ACS and stuff. So, oh. yeah, small world. Cool. He's out there doing some writing stuff. Amazing. Can I ask, is Jude Law a good theatre actor? Because I've heard some stuff. I think he's a good... I think he is a very good theatre actor. Mm. Um, um, I don't know. I think what used to fascinate me about Jude back in the day mm. was um, my... Um, how, like, dashingly, like... Ooh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. He was, dream, he was a dream and everything. Yeah, he was. But yeah. I kind of like this Jude Law more because mm. he because the the what we see in films of him um with him now and even in theater now mm. is that he's not playing the pretty dreamy characters, dreamy characters. Yeah. so we're seeing him in like the like old ugly kind of yeah mm, interesting characters so I kind of respect where he's at now more yeah. than where he was. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I also love, I think he does hold his own very well in theatre. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think maybe back in the day, Jude wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. But I think everyone has their journey and it's interesting to just watch how he's grown. Mm. Um, well, I mean, he's older than me, so I haven't, haven't, I haven't watched more, <laughs> much of that journey. <laughs> but from what I've, I've seen, seen yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. okay you. All right. I see you. Mm. <laughs> Really well answered. <laughs> you articulated well without throwing me under the bus. Dorcas was looking for some juiciness, like juicy. No, cross. I know it sound, that sounded really cheeky. Like I it sounded very journalistic. Like um, no. So how was he as oh, an actor? Oh no, 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 no. Because um, he was in Obsession in the Barbican. Was it last year? Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to see it. But um, someone who did see it was a bit like, what is he doing on stage? He didn't really do stage very well. Mm. So I was like, oh, I wish I saw that. Maybe I'll see him in something else. But, yeah. but also, it depends on the director. It depends That's on the true. whole, the the whole con- thing. Yeah. Like, a lot happens in a mm. process that cannot, that can sometimes bring out mm, slightly dodgy versions of what you maybe intended. Yeah, that's So, true. yeah, I mean, I wish I'd seen that show as well, mm. actually. I yeah, I wish I yeah. did. Cool. <laughs> yeah, moving on swiftly. Um, that's all our news stuff this week. Sweet. I had loads more, but I just thought to myself, I didn't want to kind of just, <laughs> yeah, literally reeling it in. So I had to reel it in. Um, but moving on to our topic segment, um, Dorcas brought this to my attention. It's quite very different. What's the topic segment called? Well, I, I, let me build it up a little okay. bit. Ra, thought you were getting this. Um, <laughs> We don't necessarily talk about stuff like this, but it's mm-hmm. quite interesting that you brought this to our attention. And obviously, we are three black women mm-hmm. sitting here. So why not talk about it? Yeah. And talk about the importance of who we are, mm. but at the same time, how much we make an impact on this world. Yeah. Um. So Dawkins brought this article to my attention, which was in um, Blavity. 
Yes. Yes. And it's black women as cultural and commercial trendsetters. Mm. I know. Mm. Now, I read the article and it does focus predominantly on African-American women. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I do think we as black women in the UK have our trendsetters in it ourselves as well Mm -hmm. if we go on social media Mm -hmm. if we just look at just the scope of even the music industry yeah you see and this is not to take away from white artists but you can see the uh, i'm talking too much but yes (laughs) we'll get into that bit a little bit later but i do think that there's a heavy influence of black women Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. in yeah the way we look come on yeah our hair you know all these everyone's into the braids now everyone will be doing boxer and i quote Mm. boxer braids do you know what i mean Mm. again something that we made a trend a very long that was our ancestors Mm, that was doing that like it it was just a it was a a wash and go thing or i can't bother to do my hair let me put my hair in braids do you know what i mean or an actual style in it or an actual (laughs) style yeah do you get what i'm saying um so um, Dorcas took a couple of points from yeah. this article that we can definitely quickly talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have much time, but I think it's definitely something quite interesting because we, all of us, are free black women. We definitely need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, what did what what was brought to your attention, Dorcas, from this article? Um, so the article's based on the Nielsen Report, which is a global performance management company, um, and it's kind of talking about the African American women, our science, her magic, and and sort of paints black women as trendsetters, etc. Um, but what I found really interesting was the quotes that came out of it, um, and some of them were. So one of them was sixty four percent of black women agree that their goal is to make it to the top. Um, the top of their profession, um, which is 95% higher than non-Hispanic white women. And another sort of, what's the word? Quote, percentage? Yeah. Percentage research thing. Um, is that 58% agree that they don't mind giving up their personal life um, and their personal time for work, which is 20% higher than non-Hispanic white women. And that's kind of, hearing those statistics, again, reports back to the idea that um it's a cultural thing for black women to be um driven and to to care about themselves but it's also having a cultural impact amongst other um races and and cultures and just the general global um market i think which i found really interesting because it's not that were always mentioned or, or painted in any kind of light that we have any kind of influence. We're very mm-hmm. much looked at like we do our own thing and we're kind of in the background doing that thing. Whereas it has so much influence through different kinds of people, but it's never really looked back on like where does that influence come from, you know? Mm-hmm. So I found that really interesting that the, that this report had even been taken. I didn't even know things like this happened. But I also think like it's because when you grow up and I mean, as a I, I don't know if you guys had this, mm. but um, growing up, my mum always told me, you are the lesser of two evils. You're black and you're a woman. Mm. So you're going to have to work 10 times, times as, as hard. hard. Yes. And I think that's why a lot of black women aim to be at the top of like, mm. their industry, to be steady, to be comfortable, because there is a lot of factors in this world mm. that can hold you back and also there's times where like even being a it's hard to be a strong black woman yeah um in mm-hmm. in the in 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 
search of what you're you want to do and in yeah, grinding because you might say something and i mean people will say stuff stuff and they will seem as uh, people will say that they're like an angry black woman it's true, yeah. um and you have to find the politically correct way yeah. to respond to of things. articulating yourself yeah. yeah without coming across aggressive mm-hmm. or intense if that makes yeah. sense you constantly mm-hmm. have to check yourself like, yeah. yeah am i responding to the way that that person um, would like for me to respond mm-hmm. or in order for them to understand what I'm saying rather than I just need to express how I feel, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, it's definitely, it's interesting. I also think it's quite interesting, the the percentage, because I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. I go in, because I've worked in various places, um, various parts of the industry, and even without trying, and I don't necessarily see it as like somewhere I want to be, mm-hmm. I'm always kind of like, making sure I want to be the best and be on the top if yeah. that makes sense mm-hmm. and the work hard or the 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 work or the work ethics and the working hard always comes across in everything I do mm. it might not be the job that I want to do yeah. mm-hmm. you know I don't see myself being that that being my career mm-hmm. but I will make sure damn well you know that I'm good at it Absolutely. do you know what I'm saying because sometimes you feel and sometimes I do feel as a black woman I'm easily replaced with somebody who's a little bit I, I I say the words mediocre. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say any race, mm. but mediocre. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So you're right. It feels like as a black woman, you have to work not even twice, four or five times harder. Yeah. And that's not even them saying you have to work twice as harder, but it's just you looking at the surroundings mm-hmm. and thinking to yourself, somebody can do the job like that mm-hmm. and they can be okay with it. But if they look at me doing the job like that, they're going to think, why are you doing it like that? Mm. Yeah. Because it should be better. Yeah. You're more noticeable, especially in Absolutely. Work- workforces. Exactly. Like, and, and if you want to, ha- you need something to stand on. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and I think, um, especially, um, you got all these like, hashtag me too stuff that's happened mm, in the yeah. industry. And there's a lot of w- women being taken advantage of. But mm. I feel like, this is where I'm grateful that, as a woman, mm. um, work ethic, like, is something that's been taught to mm, me. So, and I feel like, yeah, there are all these men who are in higher positions of power and they're, do, and they're abusing it. Mm. And I think it's always good to know that as a woman, you have, you worked hard to be there. Yeah. You you have something that is, that's your reputation. And mm-hmm. some guy might, you know, it happens in, in not that it should be tolerated Absolutely. in these industries, it mm-hmm. shouldn't. But knowing that my position in that place is not because of, of I've bedded someone or someone exactly. tried to, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's because I'm, I earned it. I earned it. Yeah. I'm in that position because Absolutely. I earned every step of, that climb and you know what yeah and it's even sweeter when you know that you've earned it do you get what i'm saying you just think you kind of just have this moment of like a wussar moment not to say like oh the mask can come off but i did this Mm -hmm. do you understand what i mean i actually did this with all the trials and tribulations and all the you know having to wait because i have been in places where i have felt but i left that position where i felt that as the only black woman or as the only black person within that whole department, I would work, have to work twice as hard. And when I would put myself forward, I was always put on the back burner. I was told I don't have enough experience or mm. you just don't quite, you, 
you're not the right fit. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So to hear that, at some point you think to yourself, you do get a moment where if you're not going to give me the opportunity, by all means, I'll go somewhere else. Mm. But I know that where I'm going is going to take me to a place where it's unimaginable mm. and not like to have a ha 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 laughing moment, but that moment in the sense that when you were struggling at that previous role, you're struggling at that certain place. When you look at the place that you are or you're going to be at, it makes it even more sweeter and it makes it more worth the fact that you had to go through something like that yeah. to be able to realize actually they don't understand my they don't get my worth mm. and let me go somewhere else where I will be a little bit more appreciated and I know that I could build my career yeah. if that makes sense mm. because a lot of the time and as much as we we try to look at the industry and yeah inclusion and diversity is absolutely important I I always speak about it all the time, but I always say speaking is not enough. Mm. Let's get doing it and don't do it as a quota. It's not Absolutely. a quota thing. It's not a thing that it's the new it thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Where, oh, let's talk about, let's do this diversity thing. Actually hire people of colour. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Because we are in this society. Mm -hmm. If you look at London, we are we make a, a decent amount of a percentage in mm. London. Yeah. You know, London is the most multicultural city. So it baffles me that you go into an office and you see less than five people of colour in one office. Mm. It just doesn't make sense to me. And for them to say, oh, you know, we don't know where to go. Well, maybe how you do your applications... Don't look at names. Look at people's experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, there was, there's a time where the, the, this is a real thing where somebody even said to me, like, I feel like I have to change my name on my CV mm -hmm. because a lot of the times people looking at names and finding it difficult to mm -hmm. pronounce names. So they don't put those people forward. Mm -hmm. But come on. Like that's that's a, that's the lamest excuse mm -hmm. to me, to be honest with you. Like you're telling me you can't pronounce somebody, somebody's name like, I don't know who, but you can pronounce somebody who's from Eastern Europe or from Spain or da 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 da, da but you struggle to pronounce somebody who has an African name. Mm. It, try, do better. Try. Do you get what I'm saying? But I'm waffling on. Going yeah. back to the article about, you know, black women setting trends. Mm. I absolutely agree with that wholeheartedly. It's not even about agreeing. It's there in, in black and white. It says it that we are. Do you get what I'm mm -hmm. saying? In everything we do, we set trends. Do you get what I'm saying? In in the way we talk and even standards of beauty. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Let's be real. I mean, there's a reason why people get lip injections. That's something hmm. I there's some that's something that my ancestors blessed me with. Your ancestors blessed <laughs> you with. Absolutely. You know, and, yeah. and even with the big bum mm -hmm. and then you also because back in the day having a big bum was huh, no. Yeah. And now everybody all of a sudden wants to have a big bum mm -hmm. um <coughs> and stuff. Sorry, I just coughed on the mic. Um everyone wants to have the big bum, but there's a lot of like it's something that it, it again mm -hmm. in our ancestors something that it's like how do i explain it hmm. we have it and we have it other people don't they shouldn't want it just appreciate what you have all human beings are beautiful in different ways God absolutely absolutely i couldn't agree more but then yeah. don't you think with like social media mm -hmm. you see a lot of the the moments where you're just like, you look at black women, you think, yes, we're doing this. And you think social media has heightened that for us, for us to be able to see. Hashtag 
black girl magic. Yeah. There we go. The article actually talked about um, that, which I thought was really interesting. And another kind of percentage I was actually going to go on to talk about was um, that 86% of black women spend five or more hours on social media or networking sites per day. And that's a lot of time. That is a lot of time. So clearly, making me think about yeah. myself. Do I? Not only do we um, feed information into these platforms, we also receive information from it as well. Mm-hmm. So it also makes you think about what's being perpetuated by us, but also what's being fed to us. Mm. Like, are we are we helping these platforms make us feel like we matter less, or are we rising above and creating our own? you know, standards regardless of them. Because social media has so much influence on everything. And what we get fed depends on our preference. Mm. Like massively, Mm. like the other day I was talking to my friend about um, obviously Brexit, everyone's talking about Brexit. Um, But obviously, you know, when, depending on what side you're on, um, they were talking about they were on um, vote stay basically so when we voted to leave it was a massive shock because they were like but it wasn't on my social media platform all the people that i knew were voting stay so who voted leave well every other person that's not on your social media platform (laughs) let's bear in mind bear in mind that like yes we live in london and it's Mm -hmm. a cosmopolitan like absolutely you've got birmingham that's a bit cosmopolitan but Every, like up north, everywhere there's else, there's barely many minorities. Absolutely, yeah. So you got to think a majority of this country isn't mm. London. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think a lot of people forget that live in London that London that the UK exists. That's what I'm saying. There's Sometimes, there's the UK outside of London. Yeah, but I think that's another thing. Us as Londoners, and I'm guilty of it. Sometimes I get mm. so wrapped up in my little bubble i mm. guess and that i forget oh there's people up north and they're probably looking at the government mm. and thinking what have you guys done for me what mm-hmm. have you done to help me you are not doing anything i am literally on the pen i'm literally on the last pound mm. how are you helping me mm. do you know what i'm saying yeah. so they do those things at the same time it does frustrate me because i think mm, the government like to lie to us. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? But it isn't, I don't think it's just a <coughs> thing. I think it's a general community mentality that yeah. because we all share mostly the same views mm-hmm. that this is just how the other, the world operates, which yeah. is, it's not true. Mm. You know, and we get, we get a bit of a shock when we're reminded of that. But yeah. hey, that's just life. You know, not everyone agrees with everyone. But, yeah. but I also don't think like as much as we spend as much time on, well, apparently statistically we spend a lot of time on social media. I think it's also to adapt and learn because yeah, there's absolutely. a lot to learn. Mm. On. I know social media can be weaponized yeah, in can, some yeah. very cruel ways. Oh, but yeah. you, I find some interesting articles that someone yeah. po- posted on Twitter. Or it's like, true. So I think some of it is actually like research yeah. and mm. and learning. I think from each other mm. as well because I mean in this day and age, that's a lot we all communicate a lot more through social media it's it's what we use these things to do you know like you said plus I can't handle emails (laughs) I'm not really good at emails so yeah (laughs) I'm an email kind of guy yeah they're long text messages I know they scare you though sometimes you're like oh am I in trouble like that's what the first thing I. it depends on how someone starts their email though 
Um, really? I know I, I've learned the craft of being passive aggressive in an email. Oh my gosh. It's a, it's a skill that you must <laughs> obtain with many years of experience. Um, no, but I'm so used to writing emails in my workplace. So I'm just kind of like sent. I was saying to the, I was saying to my brother the other day, like I sent like probably about 70 emails mm-hmm. in one day. Um, but yeah. I'm an email guy and a girl. Yeah. But I know what you mean about the social media. But going off of that, um, before we kind of quickly move on, um, black girls, stay cute, stay ready, <laughs> because we out here setting trends. And let's yeah. continue doing that. Yeah. Let's continue sh- spieling out our black girl magic. because yeah. And supporting each other Absolutely. As well. yeah. I think that's wholly important. Yeah. Um, absolutely important. And we will get so far with supporting each other. Mm. Like you mentioned when you did the um, Women of the World Festival, Mm -hmm. how supportive and how kind of like everyone was really together. Mm. And that's what we need with black women, like with women in general, to be honest with you. Like, because I think once we support each other, we can go so far, so far. And yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely need to dive into that a little bit more, mm. for sure. But I, that is an interesting topic. I, think, I would have liked to talk about it in the more creative element. But yeah, once we get the opportunity, we'll definitely will. Um, so our next part is sound waves. Sound waves. Sound waves. Mm. So um, it's going to be a busy theatre week for me this week, actually, believe it or not. I'm going to watch... Well, how many shows am I going to watch this week? I think two or three. Um, I'm going to see a couple of shows. Yeah, Macbeth at the National. Um, Gosh, you love the National. Funny enough, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you would you wouldn't think that. You listen every every episode. And, I um... t- yes, because I I know I talk about the National. Yeah, but there's they've got some good stuff going on. Okay. Yeah, they also have a really nice bar. They, they do. Go, I'm just gonna say that. Like, <laughs> exactly. So if nothing good. else, a bevy, you know, a bevy before a show and That's after. True. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so and if yeah. you hang about in the lobby, you can meet. You see, like playwrights wearing. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Anyway. See, there you go. Mm. Um. So I'm going to see Macbeth at the National. I'm very excited. It's Rory Kinnear and Anne Marie Duff. Nice. Mm. Um. And. I'm going to see Misty at the Bush Theatre, which is <gasps> yes, Arundel, yes. which is one of my Soundwave recommendations. Woo woo! Um, so Misty by Arendt. Now I got told I say his name wrong. You do. So how do I say his name, Dorcas? Arunze. Arunze Kenne. Okay, Boom. there we go. Arunze. Arunze. Kenny. Yes. I'm okay. at the bush too as well. Yes, we're gonna get to <laughs> I that. I just thought says, I'd drop that in there. Sat back like yes, I am. Uh, yes, <laughs> he's a really nice guy by the way. I've been in, you know, oh I was gosh. in the building, spoke to him. You know, we are trying to get, we're going to try and get him on on the podcast you so should really fingers good. crossed very very oh, soon so cool um so you've heard us talk about the good dog which he wrote mm. um he's coming uh obviously he's going to be at the bush theater i think it starts starts today monday the 19th oh nice um so missy plays from the 19th of march to the 21st of april tickets start from 10 pounds so there's no excuse guys yeah. Because everyone's just like, I know, I know the theatre's expensive. I understand. Mm. But these kind of shows are equally important and, and they are giving you, giving it to you at a good deal. Yeah, so it's, it's £10. Pounds. It. £10, you can buy your lunch at work if you work in like, yeah, if you work in like, like Soho. 
Now, if you work in like Soho, potentially you can get your lunch for seven quid. And can I say he can sing? Mm. <gasps> what? We saw yes. we saw him at one night in Miami. And oh like, yes, he can sing. Oh of God. course, I forgot. Who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? <laughs> He's brilliant. He sent shit chill down my spine. Oh, yeah. He does a brilliant sound cook. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. come on, we're digressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the show starts at seven thirty. Just a little blurb. Yeah. Um, here is the city where we live in. Notice that the city that we live in is alive. Analyze our city and you'll find that our city even has bodily features. Our city's, our city's organs function like any living cre- creature. Our city is a living creature. And if you are wise enough, you'll, n- you'll know not all of us are blood cells. Some of us are virtuous. Viruses. Viruses, sorry. <laughs> Um, you have a great audible voice. I feel like you should do audio. Mm. Like, da, 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 da. thank you. Mm. Oh, that's really nice. I might get myself a voice agent. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Well, I listen to bedtime stories by you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I always think that people say that my voice is nice, but are they really telling the truth? Because yeah, sometimes cool. I hear my voice, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Misty is directed by the Bush Theatre associate director Omar um, Ellerin. Um, have I said his name right? El Ryan. El Ryan, um, who directed Nassim and um, One Cold Night, um, One Cold Dark Night and Islands. And it will feature an original music score performed yeah. live during the show. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited. And they've also got a couple of talks around the around the show, which you can get tickets for. They're doing a post post show panel on the 28th of march i'm going to that um and the question and it's um what is a black play Mm. and it's discuss discuss it discuss with the artists in the world of new writing media and theater and that's free to ticket holders of the night Mm. and they also have a post show q a on the 12th of april and a theater dialogue on the 18th of april so if you want to if you're looking if you're interested to go to those kind of like talks and um, by all means, book your tickets and you can go to that for free as well. So that's Misty at the Bush Theatre. Mm. Very, very excited. Um, also, do you have a sound wave that you want to do first? Um, yeah, I do. I have um, Frankenstein, um, which will not be said like that. I hope I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> um, which is going to be at Battersea Arts Centre um, with the BAC Beatbox Academy there. Um I kind of recommended it because um, a friend of mine is in it and I'm going to see it and I'm very excited and she's a great singer. So there's a lot of music and beatboxing and it's oh. like a musical of Frankenstein, oh, which wow. is going to be quite cool. Um, and tickets are only £12 um, and £10 concession. So it's it's quite cheap and cheery and I think it's definitely worth it. Um, so and Battersea Arts Centre does some dope stuff as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So definitely worth a watch. It's on from the 22nd of March to the 7th of April. Um so yeah, it's on at 8 p.m. You can even book a cheeky drink with your ticket. Cool. It's always fun. And my next sound wave <laughs> is Yvette! <Yeah>. Woo! <laughs> um, so it's great to have um you here mm-hmm. to talk about the show. So I'm gonna let you plug the show. Yes. And then obviously I know the show the show stuff, so you can plug it um, and stuff. Uh well. <laughs> Yvette is a, about a 13-year-old girl who goes through 
uh, a trauma and how she copes with that. There is loop pedal music, mm. spoken word Sick. and rap in the show. Yes. And uh, it's, a, it's a good vibe as well as it is a teachable vibe as mm. well. So please come along. Um, <laughs> Trust and believe you won't regret it. <laughs> cool. Nice, I like that. <laughs> um, it's directed by Bolahan Obi. Oh my god, Bolahan. Bolahan. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say the last name because I'm Is gonna it, butcher it. Wait. Is it uh, Obiasan? There we go. No, oh. that's not it. Okay, no. I should have said that right as well because I actually met him. That's <laughs> 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 it. He's great. Like I saw him do spoken word as well. He's Amazing, amazing spoken word artist, amazing director. But yeah, I'm sorry. Um, and amazing playwright as well. He yes. writes some genius. Really did, did he direct The Mountaintop or did he write he it? He was in it. Yeah, he that's, was in it. Yeah, he that's why I get confused. Um, cutting It. Cutting It was... Cutting It. Ooh, yeah. Cutting It is my favourite play. play. <laughs> Literally. Brilliant. <laughs> I love how we did that at the same Honestly, time. Like, that's how you know play. Play. Uh, oh, yes, so this amazing. is my favourite play. Oh, God. It must be so cool to work with him too. Yeah, like, he's, he's such a... Oh, he's a good vibe. Mm. And also, like, I'm learning so much from him yeah. as well. Because, Wicked. you know, yeah. But he teaches me a lot of things about the industry. Oh, that's that great. makes me feel a bit comfortable. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what you need. need. It's true. Um, so the great. original uh, production was directed by Rebecca Atkinson Lord and Muriel Hinshing. Thank you. <clears throat> and it's produced by China Plate. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously did your um, WOW Festival debut, um, which was last week on the 10th and the 11th. And mm-hmm. you're going on a UK tour starting on the 16th of April mm-hmm. to the 23rd of May. Um, so you're kicking off the tour on the 16th at Oxford Playhouse. Um, 24th of April, you're going to Harlow Playhouse. Um, 25th you're going to Norwich Arts Centre and um, the 1st of May you're going to be at Mac Edinburgh Um, the 3rd to the 4th you're going to be at TIG7 Festival Um, and then coming back to London um, the 8th and the 9th of March you're going to be at the uh, Camden's People's Theatre and then the 10th and 11th of May you'll be at Shoreditch Shoreditch Town Hall and then going to Battersea Arts Centre on the 14th to the 16th of May and the 17th to the 19th you'll be at the Albany and then your final stop will be at the Bush Theatre from the 21st to the 23rd of May you are in some wicked venues that is sick and that's, <gasps> I feel so blessed well. because I actually work at the bush in front of house. Wow. Oh my god, that's so what that, that's what's Can we just clap funny. for you? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Honestly. Yes, and girl. This is all of this evidently is a reflection of how quality your work is and how great a show it's gonna be oh, and how yes. much work you've put in. I'm so also. excited to go and see well it. Well done. <laughs> yes. Well done. Yes. Thanks for representing. Yes. Representing well as well. <laughs> um so guys, if you want to get tickets um to Yvette, you can go on the various um venues I mentioned um to get yourself some tickets. So that's Oxford Playhouse, Harlow Playhouse. Norwich Arts um, Centre, Mac Birmingham. I think the festival, the TIG7 festival, I'm sure they have a website. People's Camden Theatre, Shoreditch 
Town Hall, Battersea Arts Centre, the Albany and the Bush Theatre. I'm mm-hmm. sure tickets will be available on there. Also, it's being sold as a London tour on the London venue. So oh, if great. you go on one venue and there's dates for another venue, I they will send you, a, the link will be linked on the websites. It's like, it's very rare that you can get, know, that you yeah. do like a five venue London tour. Yeah. yeah. So, um, That's why I'm like, yes, they girl. Were, yes. Yeah. That's so wicked. cross-promoted and made it uh, accessible for anyone who wants to find themselves at any other London venue. Fantastic. And tickets, um, yeah. tickets start from, I believe, various places like £10 to, no, £12.50, £12. £12 in the Albany and the Bush and the Battersea Arts is £12.50. So, again, they're cheap. So, you yeah. can get yourself a ticket and, and go you and support. No excuses. No excuses. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that you have a loop. Is it a loop station? Yeah, a loop pedal. A loop, loop pedal, pedal yeah. part of your kind of show mm. as well. Because I haven't, I don't think I've come across a theatre like, um, kind of like a play that does that. Mm. Like, the last person I've ever heard, like, a do a loop pedal again is a musician called Jamie Woon. Mm. Um, and I love his music. So, that's the only person that comes to my head that mm. does and he does it like performing mm-hmm. on stage so mm-hmm. to see it incorporated into like a, a show i am very excited and i think that's pretty yeah. dope and that's the whole idea of theater mm. th- like you said theater isn't just a box mm. it's you can just do anything you can mm. throw stuff in there and mm. make it such a wonderful piece that people either leave loving it or hating it, but they leave with a reaction. Do you get what I'm saying? So again, we're excited to see a vet. And And I'm excited for you guys to be there because I feel like you will get very nostalgic. I love, as soon as she said funky house, (laughs) as soon as she said funky house, I was like, do you know what? I'm already there. Because I was listening to a funky house tune today. And I was like, do you know what? I need to be somewhere where I can just get down and just do a little dance. Do you think they'll bring back funky? No. It's one of those things that they couldn't bring it back and make it as good as it was in those times. Unless it's on Mm. Drake's track. (laughs) And I was quite upset that Drake did that. And then everyone's like, oh my God, what sound music is this? Did he just bring... No. no. Funky was like... I just hope she got paid well. Um, yeah, I'm sure she yeah, did. I'm happy for her. Um, but moving on, um, uh, TV-wise, actually just one TV show. It's an oldie, but goodie. Mm-hmm. And I still love it. It's, I'm starting to rewatch Park and Rec's. Park and Recreations. I've never watched that. No. Oh my I know, God. Whenever people tell me, I'm like... That's how. Have you not watched it? <laughs> have you never heard of it? No. It's Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler, yeah. Yeah. It's, have you never heard of it? Her. <gasps> it's a wonderful mockumentary, like, t- like play documentary show about it, this um, Parks and Recreation Department in yeah. is it Illinois? Idaho. Yeah. Idaho. Yeah. yeah. In America. Pony. <laughs> Pony. It's brilliant. It's, it's great comedy. And it's, okay. if you have Amazon Prime, yeah. You have Amazon Prime. Yeah. You can watch it on there. Okay. Or seven series. Definitely mm. worth If you have time to binge, binge. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. If, do, do it as a gift to yourself once yeah. you finish, once you come off tour. You know, but if you time. need to work, girl, you work. <laughs> no, no, but it's so good. I started rewatching it. I started rewatching it the other day because mm. I tend to rewatch a lot of season stuff. So. I rewatch Friends like at least twice a year. Mm. <laughs> far too much time in <laughs> No, but I watch it like when I wake up in the morning and when I go to bed and stuff like that. And I rewatch um, Happy Endings because that is like my favorite mm. comedy show ever until they cancelled it. And Parks and Rex is also another one. So I I tend to rewatch a lot of comedy shows. Okay. And those are three of them. And then 
blackish as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm watching that again, and it's just watch like, Grownish. Grownish is yes, I do watch it, but I don't see it. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's grow. I think it's growing on me. Oh, no, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm, I've tried, <sighs> and we had this discussion, but we won't go into. It. We'll probably yeah. go into it afterwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So would that be your TV recommendation of the week? Mm, not particularly. <laughs> I'd oh, what I watch a lot of like how to get away with murder nice. and like scandal yes. and um, basically Shonda you've yes. got me you know what I mean like <laughs> I've got you down she's here. got she's got a new show that she's recently bought out for the people oh yeah that looks good what's do you know I'll research it we ain't got <laughs> I was gonna be like what is it but it's fine <laughs> we haven't got time but quickly before we go mm-hmm. um, song of the week. Um, what song you have you been listening to um, that you want our listeners to go check out? Uh, IMDDB Shade. Yeah, that is my jam. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I think that woman is so sexy. Oh my god, sorry. That's really <laughs> I'm looking at you because I don't know who this person is. Yeah, I didn't know who I knew who she was because my brother, he he's the music guy and he brought mm-hmm. it to my attention. I was like, oh, okay. But then she posted a picture of her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, where she said I'm 22 and I've never seen such hotness in my life I said she has this hotness aura like Rihanna yeah oh yeah. but anyway yeah Shade I love her she's good she's good um, Dorcas what's your what's your song recommendation this week oh I'm spoiled for choice but um, I will recommend um, Leon Bridges has brought out a few new songs um, and he has a slightly different sound um, so this song is by Leon Bridges and it's called uh, well Bad Bad News called bad bad news or bad news bad bad news (laughs) (laughs) the news is really bad (laughs) um um, my recommendations i've got two tracks i'm so sorry guys i literally i've technically i've got like five tracks on here but because i'm on a soca frenzy you know you're back in two weeks time i know but I, I would have gotten bored of the song by then so I'm just like <laughs> oh but my first track that I'm going to recommend is Voice um, and Marge Blackman Full of Vibe yeah 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 I 
And again, like I said, I always say this on every episode. I love soca music. Like uh, this is, I think I'm going to every single, every single episode from now until carnival time in August, I'm going to recommend soca tune. So you guys can listen to it. So get you carnival ready. Mm. Yes. Five months in advance. (laughs) I'm the carnival carnival queen. That was an awful accent. Sorry. And my second track is by Flavor called Baby Nayoko. I want to know what's up. Your honey pot in my number one in town. If you cook in a um, it's a Nigerian tune. So, yeah. And Afrobeats. Yes. So, yes. Um, Flavor is hella sexy. Woo! Really? I'm the only one? <laughs> oh, like, I kind of went, huh? Wow. I think it just gives us like. In an uncle kind of way, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, wow. yeah, he's got he's got an uncle vibe. He's got that uncle he's vibe. Got that young uncle vibe though. Yeah. You be out here like in <laughs> like an old young uncle kind of people. Ah. Mm. 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 But anyway. Yeah. I mean he's, um, he's sexy to me. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> it's it's weird. Um sorry, Uncle Flavor. <laughs> <laughs> It has been a great episode, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Uriel, for coming. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for having me. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. And before you go, mm-hmm. where can they find you social media-wise so they can be stalking you oh, wow. and doing doing your thing, writing and performing and stuff? Yeah. I really should make my uh, social media handle a lot simpler than this. <laughs> but it's at U-K-L-E-I-N, so you Klein mm. and Makongo, M-E-K-O-N-G-O. That's my uh, Instagram. It's my Twitter style. Holler at me. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and Dorcas, um, um, thank you actually for coming to co-host this week. Thanks for having me, sis. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, you didn't tank this one. We thank God. Um, I was a little bit worried because you only looked over the notes yesterday, but you know, we won't put it out there. It's all love. You really put me on blast. Yeah. Today, no, but okay. you did a fantastic job. Thank but you. in the in the meantime, hope... where can they find you social media wise? Yeah. So because you're out here doing stuff as well. I am. We thank God. Um, on Twitter, I'm um, at Dorcas Lou, as in L-U and Stevens with a V. And on Instagram, I'm just Dorcas Stevens. So that's D-O-R-C-A-S-S-T-E-V-E-N-S. Um, and you can find us, Artistic State of Mind, on Twitter as Artistic SOM. Um, Instagram, we're Artistic SOM Pod. Um, Facebook, we're Artistic State of Mind. So make sure you guys click the follow button. Check us out. Um, Apple Podcasts, um, SoundCloud. So make sure you hit the, the subscribe button. Share it as well. Share us. You know what I mean? Have a conversation with us on our social medias, for sure. And my personal... What's my personal? Twitter, um, Jules, Jules with a Z, Montana 88. So you can catch me there. 
do my my daily thing my retweets and stuff like that it's been fun um thank you again ladies thank it's you. been the thank ladies you. the ladies special yes mm-hmm. that's what i'm about to call the episode though yes <laughs> it's been fun guys and we're out peace Bye.